Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. But software is one of my absolute passions. I've always wanted to create something that people use every day. I've created several uh, consumer products and uh, just as side projects and uh, different things like that. Most of them coming out of a client saying, hey, you know, if, if you don't have an, an iPhone app, like why? Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, Entrepreneur Junkies? Welcome to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson, the Podcast Junkie, and today I've got a real treat for you. My guest today is a marketing and business development strategist for millionaires and billionaires. Yes, that's billionaires with a B. And over the last 15 years, he's sold literally millions of dollars of products and services worldwide, including creating several multi-million dollar startups. He's the author of the best-selling book, Million Dollar Plan, and he's the host of the Millionaire Architect podcast. Please welcome to the show, guys, Matt Ganzak. What's going on, buddy? Thank you so much for having me. Dude, I'm super, I'm super excited to speak to you today because um, our podcast is all about kind of sharing the real stories of entrepreneurship and what better person to speak to than literally somebody who has created uh, a ton of different startups. And I'm imagining, Matt, when we get into your story, there'll be some success stories and also some challenges along the way. But before we get into the nitty gritty, kind of nitty gritty of the episode. Um, for anybody that's listening who kind of doesn't know about you and your story, can you just give us a little bit of a, of a background about you and where you come from? Yeah, absolutely. So my background, I've been working in this now for 15 years. So my background, I began with the beginning of building funnels and building pages and building what we now know is like this internet marketing space. And I was designing and building funnels for people and building landing pages and shopping carts and all those crazy things. And that's back in 2003, 2004, 2005. And then the market collapsed. And then in 2007, I said, I need to, um, I need to go find a job because it's really hard to sell marketing services to people and businesses like I was back then I was selling SEO and anything to, you know, just make some money back then. And I ended up deciding that I was going to move to New York city. And it's when I moved to New York in 2008 was when I found my success. I found my future. I learned everything that I do today by going and working for a company. But let me tell you something. I did not just get a job and go and work there. I ended up going and moving to New York with no job, with literally no money. I had enough money to eat dollar slices of pizza. I got a little one bedroom, a uh, little apartment, right, in New York, because everything is crazy expensive up there. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I got like $300. So I figure I can live off of this in New York for about two weeks. And then after that, I'm screwed. <laughs> like, I literally, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I took like my bartending kit because I was like, I can always go back to being a bartender, right? So I ended up landing a job. I went around to this job interview. And in 2008, I landed a job with one of the top 100 most visited websites at that time. So it was insanity seeing how much money they spent in advertising. Like when I started there as a graphic designer, they told me, all right, well, here's a $20,000 ad budget. I want you to test to see which button gets clicked more, 
red or orange. I'm like, are you kidding me? I can spend $20,000 to figure out which color gets clicked on more, which banner gets clicked, which headline, which this, which that. So that's what I did for five years. I was creative director of one of the most visited websites. It was a sweepstakes website. And uh, yeah, I, I created a bunch of ad banners. You might remember some of my advertising from around the internet. Congratulations, you won. So we were spending millions of dollars per month in advertising to send people to our traffic. And I got the hands-on experience of which banner ads get clicked, which emails get opened, which subject lines are going to work for email opens, and all of these different pieces of marketing, which also translated into Google ads and then eventually Facebook ads when those became a thing. And uh, literally, I've been running ads on Facebook since before anyone else had access. You had to go through a partner, and it was called FBX then. And you got to advertise on Facebook through uh, different partners and so forth. So uh, it's crazy. And I would, was just so deep in this space and, and in uh, the whole sweepstakes and marketing world. And then uh, the, the CEO of my company pa passed away on vacation because he didn't take good care of himself. And it was so unfortunate. He was my mentor and you know, brought me up. So I helped that company exit, sell to another company. And since then, I've been helping startups. So that's been since 2015 when I left that company. And I've just been working with startups. And uh, I've helped several companies go from zero to over seven figures a year and uh, built up my own companies. We have a couple of software companies, own a supplement company and a few other, uh, few other companies right now operating five and uh, had an agency, shut down my agency two years ago, and just focused on our own companies. And we have a few clients left over, and that's about it. We're uh, just helping folks and helping folks uh, get their message out there to the world and help them advertise. I love that, Matt. And one of the immediate questions that I have out the gate is when you left um, the company, and obviously you kind of had a lot of exposure to some amazing insights there. How did you um, kind of make a decision on what direction you were going to go when you left that, that company? Did you have like a clear person in your mind of who you wanted to serve? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So uh, back then I was starting to build somewhat of a, a personal brand and I went through some courses from uh, Brendan Burchard, from Jeff Walker, from Frank Kern, and a bunch of those uh, uh, internet marketers from uh, you know, 2006 through 2008, 2010, I was really consuming a lot of their content. And I said, I wanna build my own brand. I wanna build my own thing. I, I don't necessarily know what I wanna sell, but I do wanna do this, I wanna go that route. So from going to those events and connecting with people, I ended up connecting with a few coaches and I connected with uh, this one coach and he said, all right, come, you know, down to Florida. So I ended up moving down to Florida uh, from New York City down to Florida. And he was like, all right, I want you to build out all of our things. I ended up helping him to go over a million people uh, subscribed on his Facebook page and helped him to launch some products, run his webinars, do his affiliate marketing and build out his whole business. And from that, it's just been one coach after another, after another, after another. And uh, even it's like, I'll help one coach. I, I helped one uh, do somewhere near $400,000 in sales in 14 days. And then that coach told another coach, like, you won't believe what this guy just did. You have to, you know, hire him. So I got picked up by him, ended up working with him for three years. He recommended me to all of his top end people and uh, round and round it's gone. And I've just been able to help several people to uh, create better advertising and everything that I do because Facebook, I mean, is easy. Anyone can go in and click Google ads are easy. Anyone can go in and click. The problem is creating an emotional connection inside the person watching your content or engaging with your content. It's creating the emotion through the internet. It's one of the hardest things to do when you're face to face with somebody. Yeah, you can create emotion. You can read their facial expressions. You can, you know, speak to their emotions, even when you're on stage which I speak on stage, travel the world and speak on stage now, uh, I can see their emotions when I'm looking. If something I say doesn't really connect with them, I can pivot and say something else. Online in our digital marketing, you can't do that. And it's so hard to know your customer inside and out and curate a message that uh, solicits an emotional connection. And then that emotion stays with them because people don't remember 
what the offer is. People don't remember what they're signing up to. People don't remember so many things. They remember the stories and they remember the emotions that were created inside of that connection. So that's what I help my clients do through uh, connecting with people emotionally through digital advertising. And when I learned that I was really good at that, uh, it's people come to me and have me help curate their message to uh, go out there and find more people with their advertising. Yeah, I really like that, Matt. And it's funny because it does seem, I mean, certainly to me, and, and you'll have a lot more exposure than I will, but it seems to me like while Facebook ads were cheap and, and, and it was kind of easier to win at, everybody was kind of throwing into it. But it feels now more like advertising is going back to the art form of, you know, maybe a bit like what happened with television advertising where they had to get a lot more creative and there's these elements where you have to draw people in and get more emotionally connected. It feels like you're having to get, you know, a lot more creative to really connect with your end user now. Yeah, absolutely. We could run to a webinar uh, back 2016 I was getting uh, $2 subscribers to my webinar and uh, they were showing up and they were sticking and, and it was carrying through. But when you add 100,000 users that are all using the same webinar software, the same landing pages, the same everything that's just cut and paste marketing, people are starting to get uh, disenchanted a little bit into the marketing messages and the tweaks because if I write a book and I sell 100,000 copies of that book, and let's say just 10% of those people go and take my message and go and put that online, you now have 10,000 people saying the same message. And it's like, all right, I've already seen this. I've already signed up to this. Give me something different. And everyone has a unique story. So the thing that I always encourage people to do is tell their story. Put up a video ad, tell your story, and then have your story be about 10 minutes long and then retarget, uh, which means that you can choose who to show your next ad to, but you can retarget people that watch 50% of that video. So make it about 10 minutes long and emotionally connect with them for the first five minutes. And then the second five minutes, start talking about your product. You could literally just start a timer, start recording your video, and then know where that five minute mark is and then start talking about your product from there. So you know if somebody got to 50%, they're emotionally connected with you. You know if they get to 75% of that video that they're emotionally connected possibly with your product. Now you can retarget them with another ad and that's how we're getting the cost-effective ads like we were in 2015 and 16, how we're getting those today using video ads. Wow, that's, that's some really great insights there. And if you're listening to this and you didn't, you didn't pick up on that, I would rewind and take some notes because that's some gold being shed right there. <laughs> so I'll try Matt, to talk a little slower. Sometimes yeah, I talk no, 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 a little no. yeah. I mean, Sometimes when I hear something awesome that I pick up on, that <laughs> I always make sure to point it out to the audience so they don't miss it, you know? And uh, yeah, that's one, awesome. thing, one thing I'm curious about here is that obviously when you first um, kind of got started after leaving that company, you were helping a lot of coaches and people were coming to you. But now you've kind of transitioned a little bit and you've built your own companies from the ground up and most notably the supplement company which you're just launching at what point did you decide all right now I need to make something for myself yeah absolutely so in 2006 I was part of a group inside of a, it's a network marketing company selling supplements right so 2006 a lot of us got into uh, you know different network marketing companies and uh, from there, I really learned a lot of the skills and a lot of the things that uh, I know how to do today. Uh, but it was fantastic because it was only $100 to start up in this uh, uh, supplement marketing company. And then I could get this product and be able to resell it and make 25%. Fantastic. So um, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm not hating on you know network marketing at all, but it served its purpose for me in 2006. Inside of my organization, I was able to move $1 million in product through my organization within one year. Myself and my upline, I helped them sell all their product through my downline and helped to move $1 million in product. So it was an insane amount of business. But then when I had, at that point, 100 people coming to me saying, how do I now go and sell that much in product? I'm like, all right, maybe this is not my gig. But later in life, I definitely want to launch a supplement company. So you fast forward and I'm working actually with a, a doctor uh, based out of Tampa that was doing IV hydration. And uh, we were partnered with some, uh, uh, with some awesome people doing some awesome things. 
and really trying to get cutting edge with the product line. But the difficulty with the IV hydration was we had to have a nurse and all these medical regulations in order to put an IV in. So we said, how can we start to take some of these cutting edge products and some of these things that we're trying to create? And how can we send that home with people? At that exact moment in time, uh, another entrepreneur posted online saying, hey, I want to launch a supplement company. Does anyone know a doctor? So I just stuck my hand up and said, I know a great doctor. Let's hop on a call. The three of us talked and the three of us partnered and we went forward. So that was two years ago. And uh, since then, I've bought out all of my partners and I'm the sole owner of that supplement company now. And uh, we're just so excited. I've been on the product now for over a year and take it every single day. And I finally was able to create the thing that I always wanted to do from 2006, create a cutting edge product that is really helping people, not something that's just mass produced in China or, you know, offshore. I wanted to create something in the United States, something uh, uh, here that we were able to create something that was real cutting edge that's really helping people. And finally, I got the opportunity to do it. So it, it took, I mean, geez, it took 12 years to get to the point that I could do the thing that I always wanted to do. And I was patient and I waited for the right moment. And now we have this amazing company that I get to share with our customers every day. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story. And, and it's really nice to hear, Matt, that you've got this kind of product that really is literally going to be changing people's lives and, and makes a big difference. Can you, can you just talk really quickly about some of the challenges that you faced, um, especially in the early days of getting started in this kind of business, um, for just to help people who may be in the same position right now where they're starting a new business and they might be coming up against similar challenges that you might have faced? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Let's just layer the problems real quick. So starting up a business is hard enough, right? Starting up an online business with, you know, these types of products that people are consuming, that's pretty hard. Starting a supplement company is probably the hardest thing that you could possibly do. Like it was <laughs> just to set the stage, you know, like I didn't want to make it easy for myself. Oh yeah. Like, oh, oh, this is the worst possible thing that I could be doing right now. The most time consuming thing. Like all right, that's fantastic. Let's get started with it. So like just getting a credit card processor to uh, approve us was hard enough. They had to look at each and every little ingredient. Uh, this, they looked at everything. And then we had to go with the right bank and we had to go with the right this and the right that. Then we had to build on the right technology because just you know, Shopify alone can come through and say, I don't like your product anymore. I'm taking it down. So we didn't want to have anyone be able to come through and just say, we don't like your product anymore. It's now offline. Your business is offline. So we created our own uh, WordPress site actually, and we built everything out on top of that. And then come down to, you know, building out the, the, the site and the different shopping cart. I, I didn't like the way that the shopping cart interacted. I was like, why is there a cart and a checkout process? It should all be in one. So we custom coded that. So that's another six, $8,000 down the drain. And it's just <laughs> like every single time there's something that pops up, it's like, wow, that's another thousand. There goes another 2000. That's another 5,000. And it, it's as soon as you feel like you're getting ahead of the curve, something happens. And it's like, all right, now that sets us back. Uh, now we have to catch back up. So it's like, for example, we had a huge launch and it went like fantastically. We made like $40,000 in like uh, three days, right? So you're like, Matt, you made $40,000 in three days. That's phenomenal. That was our first launch, right? And then PayPal goes and keeps all the money. And they're like, yeah, we'll go ahead and release this to you in say mm, six months. So it's like, okay. That's a pretty big setback. And then we were scrambling, looking for another processor. We got another credit card processor. We processed $30,000 on that. And then what'd they say? Yeah, we're going to hold your funds for 90 days. So if you're keeping track, that's $70,000 that we're holding funds. We still have to pay for all the shipping and handling and all that for the product. And it's like, oh my goodness. So at that time, we didn't have a shipping calculator on our site. We launched on ClickFunnels and ClickFunnels doesn't have a shipping calculator. So we had people coming in and buying from countries where it actually cost us more money to ship to them than we actually made on the product. So we go down to go and ship the product and it's like, sir, that will be $235. I'm like, okay, they only gave us 
like a hundred dollars for this product. How am I supposed to ship it for that? So we're just, you know, refunding people. People are upset because, you know, it's so expensive to ship to them, but we're literally shipping a supplement that's got to go through customs. Then the product starts getting held up in customs. I'm like, what's going on here? Uh, somebody in some country was like, yeah, that's a, that's a drug. You're shipping a drug over uh, country lines. So we're just going to hold it in customs. So it's like, oh my goodness. So it's always been another problem after another problem after another problem. And I can finally say all the problems are done. And it took about a year to get all those problems and all the kinks out that, I mean, you would have never known that we're ever going to come down the pipeline and you can't ever expect all of these problems to happen, but they all happen and they all happened at the wrong time, but we survived and we made it through all of them and we're here and we figured it all out. So I think that's what entrepreneurship is, is just being presented with a problem and creating a solution. Yeah, I, I heard uh, Dean Graziosi say on stage, actually, that it's as much about having marketing stamina as it is yeah. about innovation, right? Like, I feel like entrepreneurs, like their main thing that we all have in common is that we weather storms, right? We like yeah. push through, push through, push through. And, you know, just to, just to tie into that point you were just talking about, Matt, and congratulations, by the way, to get to this point. What did you do in those moments of like adversity where like you're hit with these things and like all of the things are going wrong and, you, you know, you're like trying to stay focused and you feel like terrible in these situations. What kind of things did you do to keep pushing yourself through it? Listen to podcasts. I read books and I focus on what other entrepreneurs had to go through in their story. I hear about, you know, entrepreneurs that had to, you know, live in their car for years as they were starting up their business. I just get inspired by these stories and, and all these people that are, were in them were and are in a much worse off place than I am. And I say, my goodness, I have it good. I have it good compared to these people and the struggles that they had and they pushed through. But what I came to find out is the harder the problem, the bigger success that you're going to end up having on the tail end of it. Because if you're just dealing with little silly problems like, oh, my ads are getting disapproved by Facebook, that's just, that's just a silly problem. Like, let's face it, like having uh, 150 phone calls to your cell phone because you accidentally put published your cell phone number in the email that went out like that's a problem you know having 150 people call your cell phone in 24 hours so my products. Yeah. yeah those are real problems in business when you have 150 people asking where their product is and something happened in the transition and you have to figure that out and manually go and enter all these things and hire on, I would just go to Upwork and hire like, you know, 10, you know, uh, people to just go and put in data real quick so we could go and enter in all the information. So it, it's like, whenever there's a problem, you just find a solution. But the harder the problem, the bigger success you're going to have once you deal with that problem. And that's something that I've come to find. Yeah, I love that. And it's almost like embracing that challenge of, uh, and, and actually it's something I'm going through right now in my business, Matt, is that, you know, I've, I put myself in this really uncomfortable position where I signed up for this uh, coaching program. I frankly couldn't afford, you know, luckily we can pay it monthly, but every month is like, oh, we're going to make it this month. You know what I mean? Um, but putting myself under that pressure has, you know, released me to try and find my, not just finding the money, but finding my who and my drive behind it. And, and it's funny because now we are looking to help people at a much higher level. And, you know, I'm working with people that I actually care about. They, you know, respect me and I respect them. And even though it's very difficult and some days I feel like screaming because it is so challenging to do, we're finding it's much more rewarding. And actually, because we're solving much higher level problems, it's going to be financially more rewarding on the back end as well, which is crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. That's unreal. Yeah. I'll, I'll share with you this real quick. Uh, I've been working on some software. I own a couple of software platforms and software is one of my passions, software as well as uh, like biohacking and so forth. But software is one of my absolute passions. I've always wanted to create something that people use every day. I've created several uh, consumer products and uh, just as side projects and uh, different things like that. Most of them coming out of a client saying, hey, you know, if, if you don't have an, an iPhone app, like why should I hire you to consult me to sell my iPhone app? I'm like, all right, well, give me two weeks and I will have an iPhone app. <laughs> so I create something, put it online, publish it. And I go back and say, all right, you know, write that contract. Like, let's go, you know, push hard, 
and sign. So let's go. Let's do it. I did the same thing with my book. I had a guy say, you know, hey, how are you going to go and sell my book if you've never sold your own book? I said, get back to me in two weeks. I wrote my book in 48 hours and got it published and uh, have a really nice layout and all those good things. It looks great. And uh, went and had it published and got it to the top uh, 100 business authors on Amazon within five weeks. Went back to that person and said, all right, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll do that contract now and I'll sell your books. And they stayed on for six months and it was fantastic. So uh, if there's ever a problem or a pushback or an objection, I'll just fill it with a little, you know, sweat and a little, you know, just push through and then go and sell it. But um, I own this, developed several software products. Uh, some of the coolest so uh, products you'll ever see. We created the first um we created the first loyalty software for online businesses, specifically coaches. Because again, I'm serving this market and I wanted to be the first person to say, I will pay you to learn from me. So I created a software where I actually pay people to watch my YouTube videos, engage with my social media and uh, get cash back rewards on all the products that you buy from me. So I built that platform and I'm not even gonna tell you how much money I've had to invest to build it. But when it came to the point that the developers said to me, we have to go on full time or else we're going to have to go and get another job. We're going to have to do something else. We can't work part time anymore. So when my five developers came to me and said, we have to go full time, you won't even believe what I had to write in order to go forward with that. And I've been paying that every single month for about eight months now. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. I just said, we're going to figure it out. And when I agreed to it, I had no idea, absolutely no idea how we would figure it out. And we figured it out. And we're talking to investors actually uh, this week and next month. And we're working on um, a couple investors are talking to us about putting in $1 million into our company. So absolutely insane. It would have never happened if I wouldn't have made that commitment back in December and said, you guys are on full time. I will pay you each and every week. And I pay more than I get paid. I pay them every week more than <laughs> anyone else in our company. And that company makes less than anything else. So I made a commitment to do something and I am burning money every single month. But at this point, we got uh, this, uh, this company to the point that investors are like, this is amazing. We want to jump on board. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny because when you have your back against these walls and these moments, that's when, you know, I, I hear a lot of people and, and Stephen Larson, who I'm a big follower of, says the obstacle is the way. And it's so true. Like when you, when you try to get to these like end results, you're not able to get to that result. It's the journey along the way that gives you the tools and, and everything you need to be able to get to that end result, right? It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. When your back's Great. against the wall, you just have to make it work and I just, I guess that that's my thing is like when my back goes against the wall, I just figure it out. And you know what? If a company fails, if something falls apart, that's fine. You know, we'll just, we'll move on to the next thing and just keep moving on until something does work. And most people would quit. Most people would go get a job, but uh, I just, I keep breaking through and I've put a great team around me. That's probably uh, the number one secret uh, behind our success is you know, having a team and having a, a group of people that you can fall back on. And uh, once you have that, once you have that team and it's not just you and waking up in the morning and just feeling like it's you, you wake up in the morning and I just think of all the families that, you know, I have to feed and uh, uh, pay them and pay all these people. And I'm just like, hey, we have to figure this out and we have to do it today or else I don't know. I, like there is nowhere else. We already burned the boats. The boats are all burned. There's no going back. We just have to do it. So let's just do it. Yeah, I love that so much. And, and actually, Matt, it, it's funny that you were talking about, you know, when somebody said, write a book, you know, why should you, why should you sell my book? You went and wrote a book and got it delivered within a couple of days and that became a bestseller. And then you created that uh, the app and, and that blew up and the same with the podcast. So there seems to be some kind of secret ingredient that you have for like exponential growth in companies. And, you know, obviously running multiple companies that that is apparent. So can you give my audience any kind of tips that, that kind of go behind this exponential growth that you've been able to create? 
everything that you ever want to learn is on Google and on YouTube and just behind a paywall of buying a course. There's literally nothing on, there's nothing that has not already been put into some training, put into a course. So like, if we don't know something, I'll just go buy a course, give it to my team, we'll figure it out and then we'll execute it. If I need to figure something out, I'll go to YouTube, watch some videos, figure it out and then execute it. Like so many people will, you know, turn on the latest Game of Thrones episode and spend, you know, an hour and 45 minutes in front of the television and then say that they have no time when that hour and 45 minutes could have been spent probably watching four YouTube videos that give them all the knowledge they need to make the breakthrough in their life that they need to create. So not putting anything down because I watched the Game of Thrones episode yesterday, but I spent the years. (laughs) Yeah, I know. uh, I spent the years watching the YouTube videos. I spent the years investing in figuring things out. I spent the years doing all of those things that I needed to do. And now I have the knowledge to be able to break through any wall. And uh, I monetize that. So people pay a considerable amount of money uh, for our time and for our mentorship. And, and that's what we do each and every day is we help our people and help our clients make those breakthroughs. And it's all thanks to YouTube and all thanks to uh, Google and all the other people that are putting out great info products. And it's crazy you say that, Matt, because uh, we recently just started our podcast like a couple of months ago now. We're actually now in the podcasting space and we're going to make it our core business with helping people. And it's all self-learned. Like we go online, we figure it out. And, you know, sometimes people will say, well, how do you feel like you can help other people in this space if you only just started yourself? And the reality is like you can learn a lot in a short space of time. And that means that you can deliver amazing results for people. And it's all just from figuring it out and and knowing what works, right? It can be crazy how much growth you can have. Yeah, let me share with you one more piece to that is um, I failed in software so many times. Our platform, MyCredits, had four iterations of different development groups. So the first development group, I paid them $21,000 cash and they completely failed. They never even delivered a single product. So I was completely out 21 grand. The next development group I gave them, actually it it was an exchange of time, but I gave them an awful lot of time in coaching them, trying to build their business and so forth. And they never delivered a single stitch of code to me. So that was about $60,000 worth of my time. And then the next group I paid them probably 15, $20,000 didn't deliver. Like they delivered a login page, but the login page was broken. So uh, that, that was pretty terrible. So uh, long story short, I finally get to these developers I have now and I just go all in with them because I had to go through the pains in order to understand when I had the gold, right? And I saw the gold and I saw the, the I mean, they're tracking their time by 10 minutes and they tell me they turn off their time tracking and they'll go and, and learn something and not charge me for the time when they're learning if they don't know something. It's insane. So like, these guys are totally honest and totally amazing. And I got totally lucky finding them. So what I did was I found this opportunity where a few people came to me and started saying, Hey, how do I hire developers? How do I find developers? So uh, like, I'm not that much further down the road than you in building software, right? I, I just finally found the right developers. Well, what we've been doing is we've been charging people for us to go and validate developers. We help you to hire. We help you to find the developers that you should be hiring We've been charging for this service now for two months and we've already hired a couple of developers and got projects off and going faster than I ever did just because I found an opportunity and I'm a little bit ahead of where everyone else is if they don't have any developers. So now I've created a service where I help people find, validate the code, validate the developer and uh, send them off and running. So I'm coaching software startup companies just because I've created a couple of software startup companies already. I think that's such an important mindset to have because I think so many people get paralyzed by the fear of not being an expert. But even if you've done something and, and kind of failed at it to start off with and not even had that much success, it, you still learn along, along the way. At so much point, like you go straight in and with the next person, you have a whole lot more success than what you did because you already have learned all of those pain points. So I think that is a really, really important piece of advice. The other yeah, thing that I, you, I, oh, sorry, go on, Matt. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, if you can help somebody save money or just make a little bit of money, definitely saving money. If you could help somebody save money, you're an expert. You're an expert in that field where you can help that person along to save money. That's, that's all an expert is, is just helping another person get to where you are. No, I love that. That's so powerful. And the other thing that I find really interesting, Matt, is that you seem to be wearing a lot of hats, like you're balancing multiple brands, multiple businesses, different startups. Um, what's your secret? Like, how do you balance all of these different brands at the same time? Uh, I've been reading a couple of books now. Uh, the book that I've been reading lately is called Clockwork, and it's all about how to design your business to run itself. So it's a book that I've been reading. You can pick it up on Amazon. It's not even my book, but it's insane. Absolutely insane. When you start looking at your time and looking how much time you're spending with each step, I'm not going to ruin the book, but uh, definitely read it. But each step of your day, you have to track your time track where you're spending your time and how you're spending your time. And then those things that are being spent inefficiently, you have to go and find uh, people to fill those inefficiencies. So I just hire people to fill spaces. And that space takes my time off of, off of me and I'm effectively buying somebody else's time where I can go and fill that with additional revenue. So that's all I keep doing is I'm filling my time with additional revenue, launching new businesses. I get something started up. I get it to where it needs to be. I train somebody how to take over and do the day to day. And then I move on to the next thing. And I just keep doing it over and over again. That's so smart and, and such a concise answer to what is probably a complex solution, but that makes a lot of sense. So for anybody listening, you need to check out Clockwork. That seems like a decent book um, to kind of give you that step up in, in managing your business more efficiently. So the other thing that I'm kind of curious about, Matt, is that there seems to be a lot of situations where you're kind of spotting these different opportunities where you know these business ideas are kind of coming up from your own experiences. So for anybody that's in you know, the space right now and our audience that's listening and they're experiencing all of these things as they're learning and they're working with people, how do you, how do you spot all of these different opportunities? Yeah, so uh, the first thing that I do is when I have a crazy idea, I'll just go to Google and I'll start searching to see if anyone else has that idea already. So if something already exists out there, I'll download it, I'll pay for it. And, and I think this is a place where most people fail when they're thinking about their startup or thinking about how to, to work, the best way to beat somebody is to become their customer. So you have to take out your credit card and become a customer of that person. And it's one of the hardest things to do as an entrepreneur because we're just like, oh, well, I can do it better. And all you're doing is you're looking at a landing page or a video. That doesn't tell you anything. Buy the full product, buy the full experience, go to the events, go and experience and, and digest everything. And let me tell you something, that's the most cost-effective way to start a business because if you go to an event and you start meeting all of their customers, those are your potential customers in the future. And if you can't stand them, and if you can't stand that space and you can't stand that energy or whatever it is that you're doing, don't do it. And it was one of the most cost-effective ways of learning hey, maybe this isn't a great business model for us, but it's the best thing that you can do. Go and become a customer of your competitors. And then as you start digging into the product and digging into how they do things and why and their targeted customer and all their intricates, ins and outs, then you can learn how to compete with them. So I break down companies from the inside. I will go and become a customer with the supplement company. I bought every single supplement on the market and I took every single one for about 30 to 60 days to see how I felt. Stopped, took, drank a bunch of water for a few days, and then started a new uh, supplement regimen. I wanted to know each and every product, how it made me feel. I wanted to know each and everything about the business, try to get into their Facebook groups, try to understand everything that's going on. I become a customer. So once I figure everything out, I buy all the software, I buy all the supplements, I buy all the whatever it is I'm trying to do, I become a customer. And I can find the areas and their blind spots. And then I fill their blind spots with my product. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really smart, Matt. And, uh, and it's something that a lot of people do overlook, but 
actually <laughs> buying these products gives you the behind the curtain look because you're so right. A lot of people, especially in our space, in the click funnel space, we talk about funnel hacking, you know, and we'll go and we'll look at their landing page and we'll look at those details, but we forget that there's more behind the curtain than just what we're being shown on that landing page, right? Yeah. The most important thing about funnel hacking is don't hack the graphics. Don't hack the words. Don't hack the things that you see aesthetically. Hack the emotions. You have to hack people's emotions. Hack the emotion of what the person is feeling when they sign up and buy the product. Hack those emotions. Get into their groups. Get into how people are feeling, how they're connecting to the business. Look for you know, uh, possible bad reviews. Like Find where they're failing and failing to connect emotionally with their customers and fill that void with your product and emotionally connect with that customer to serve them better. That's what funnel hacking is to me. And I hope one day I can uh, get to speak and tell that story on stage because people often miss the mark because it's all about funnel hacking the emotion and not necessarily funnel hacking the aesthetics. And that's where people get too caught up in the whole funnel hacking uh, uh, environment. Yeah, because it's it's a lot about there's a lot of preframes and stuff that go in before you even get on that on that landing page, right? From the ad itself to the video they've watched to you know whatever they've come through, the emotion is throughout. Exactly. That's so important. I, I really I'm really glad you said that actually. And the other thing that I'm really curious about, again from for my own benefit and probably a lot of people listening, is you've obviously got this amazing team around you and you've got this kind of efficient mindset where you fill the roles that, that need to be filled in your business. Like how do you attract these winners to you uh, to come and work with you in your team? So the first hire was my brother and how that happened was I was still working at my old company. It was 2015 and I was doing like some SEO stuff and I found this little ninja hack where I could use this piece of software that no longer works anymore. Uh, Google did away with the API. Uh, so it was this little piece of software and it would tell you how many different search results would come up based upon that keyword and tell you what the competition was uh, for that specific keyword. So what I found is uh, I just started putting in like games and other entertainment type things because I wanted to build a consumer base um, uh, blog where I was looking for maybe some uh, trends and different things like that. The number one thing that kept coming up was how to beat Candy Crush level 33. And it, it, it kept coming up and there was zero competition. Like the Candy Crush level 33 sucked. It was so hard to beat, right? So I'm like, all right, well, let me go ahead and buy a domain. So I bought beat Candy Crush level 33. Put up a quick little uh, uh, WordPress page, right? And I uh, just wrote like a little article and then uh, I actually beat it on a screencasting uh, on my phone. And then I uploaded the video to a YouTube channel and I posted it. So then I go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I had like a thousand people view the page and I was ranking number one. I'm like, this is insane. So I go and I sign up for AdSense, Google AdSense, uh, which is to put banner ads on your, on your pages. So I put it all around that page. I go to bed the next night, I wake up, I made over $100 while I was sleeping. And we had like something like 3,000, 4,000 people go to the page. I'm like, this is insanity. So the next day, you know, another $100, $200. Next day, another $100, $200, whatever it was. I think we peaked at like 300 some dollars from one day, just from that one page. So I called up my brother and I'm like, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, working at Best Buy. I was like, you like it? He's like, I hate it. I'm like, okay, how much are they paying you? He's like, 15 I'm like, I'm going to pay you $17 an hour and I need you to play Candy Crush 40 hours a week. Can you do it? And he's <laughs> like, yes, I will. I will. I will take that job. So that's where my brother started. He started playing Candy Crush and recording all the levels. So we still have our, our site is up and we still kind of make money each day, but we kind of stopped at like level 100 and something. And finally, he called me up like three months later and said, um, can I stop playing Candy Crush now? I'm like, yeah, I think you learned how to blog. I think you learned SEO. So we ended up making somewhere around 30 some thousand dollars in 90 days just with him playing Candy Crush. And that was great for me because it was the first time I saw uh, finding an opportunity, buying somebody's time at a cost-effective rate, which I was only paying them you know, a couple thousand dollars a month, and then earning that much more in revenue 
And then all of that was just, you know, passive revenue in a sense where I was making money from him playing Candy Crush and blogging about it. So it was my first real experience to making somewhat of passive revenue uh, from doing those things. Then from there, he escalated into uh, uh, helping out some clients. He has a few of our clients and he's the only one that talks to the client. And like literally he's been hands-on with those clients since day one. And uh, he manages all of our projects, all of our client work. And then also he manages all of our staff underneath him. So he's got all of our page designers, all of our graphic designers, all of the uh, advertising people, Facebook ads and uh, Google ads, all those people. I don't manage any of them anymore. He manages everybody, all the projects, all, everything. He is 100% managing all of it. So we have this whole network of people and I have him on that front. So we have a few other people that have come up. Uh, actually, one of the best ways that we found people, because uh, not everyone has a brother that wants to play Candy Crush for uh, hours and hours where you uh, can do that. But I also built training. So I have my, all, my vault of knowledge, if you will. And I've been publishing this online, not just for selling it to uh, clients as uh, info marketing, which I have that. But on the other front, I was like, I'm going to use this information. It's my vault of knowledge to train our future staff. So people come up through our training, they get free hands-on training. And then if they pass the test, whatever the test is, uh, we'll have them like run a gauntlet or something for us. If they pass the test, we hire them as a full-time employee. So they have to go through the training. It's perfect for them because they get to learn. So they get you know, free education more or less. And then on the tail end of it, uh, if they want to continue on with us, we'll hire them and uh, they can continue working for us and go forward from there. Wow, that's crazy. So in terms of the, the biggest takeaways from that for somebody listening about how do they find the best people and how do they pull on their team? Um, how, obviously, you had your brother you brought in and, and he kind of, kind of got brought in with all of the training you gave him and, and grew within the company. So what other ways can you do to kind of attract these winning people to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the best ways is just being active in these Facebook groups and going in there. And um, I, I post to my personal page every single day. Um, I don't know if I post it today, but I try to post every single day. I'll, I'll post once I get off here. So I post every single day and my message is always consistent. My message is not selling anything usually. I'm just consistent at providing value. And all too often, I have people reach out to me for one of two reasons. They'll either reach out and say, Matt, I don't know what told me, but I want to hire you. Or Matt, I want to work for you. And it's one of two things that people reach out to me about. So I just keep posting. And I made that commitment about four years ago that I'm just going to put out value and put out the best value I can and uh, try not to sell people because I don't really like being salesy, although I'm probably one of the better salespeople that you could meet. I don't like selling to people. I like people selling to themselves. I want them to be sold on something before they even reach out to me, which was something you were mentioning in the funnel. Because when people reach out, when uh, they get on the phone with my sales team, we don't have to sell them anything. We, we, there is no sale because they've already told us that this is a solution to their problem. All we have to do is just solve the problem. And part of that is transacting. So when people come to me and say, you know, I, I want to work for you or whatever it is, I want to hire you from some, for some reason, uh, it's because I'm posting regularly and I'm posting a consistent message that's energizing people and telling them when the time is right, reach out because uh, you, everybody needs a mentor. Like, listen, the, even the uh, highest paid professional athletes all have coaches and mentors. We need mentors as well in our businesses. I know billionaires that I work with, they have mentors, they have coaches. You're saying a, a guy that, you know, is worth a billion dollars, that, that, guy, that type of guy has a mentor? Yes, they do. All the millionaires that I work for, they all have coaches. They all have somebody that they will call on when they need somebody. So every single one of you listening to this at some point in time, you will need a mentor. You will need somebody. It's going to help fast forward your life and your business exponentially. And I put that message out over and over again. And when people, when it's time, they will reach out and say, either Matt, I just want to work for you or I, I want you to mentor me. 
And it's just from being consistent and posting every single day, a message that is attracting people to me. I love that so much. And, and just on that front, do you ever find that you chat, it's difficult for you to put out value? Do you ever find like you're struggling for ideas and, and what do you do in that moment? Again, I, I, I consume a lot of content in groups and I look to see what some of the trends are, some of the struggles, some of the things that people are difficult uh, having problems with. And like the ClickFunnels group, for example, there's so many people in there struggling with so many things. And uh, there's an, uh, so much information being, like, probably too much information being posted. People are maybe a little too honest in there, but there's so much there. And all you have to do is just consume it. And if you know the answer, you can craft that into a message, post it up onto your page. And now you have people looking to you and saying, wow, that's so genius. But realistically, I found the problem in a Facebook group and I posted it to my page. Mm -hmm. No, that's really smart because those are the questions that your audience are already asking. They just haven't asked it to you directly. Yeah. And they're asking someplace. You just have to find where your audience is, where they're hanging out, connect with them. And also another real ninja thing is if you have, everyone should have a dream 100 list, by the way, like a hundred clients that you possibly want to work with your dream 100. And what I do is I don't go directly after that client. So let's say it's uh, uh, you know, a certain influencer that I want as a client and I've landed probably six of my dream 100 list, which is fantastic. So what I'll do is I'll say, I want to um, land that client. So what I do is I go and connect with anyone that is in pictures with them, anyone that is like commenting and like really engaging with them where they're like, you know, bantering back and forth on Facebook. I go and add everyone around them and I create a relationship with every single person around them. I start to figure out, you know, uh, who they are and what makes them tick and, you know, where they're trying to get. And I try to understand and connect with people and, uh, and do that and come to find out I end up getting connected to the person that I'm going after and trying to uh, attract without even reaching out to them because I just make a great connection with everyone around and, and get into that community and infiltrate the community like with a Trojan horse, if you will. And then I end up connecting to that person uh, like, oh, have you met you know, Matt before? No, no, we haven't met. So we end up making that connection and that opportunity just by going, getting into these groups, getting into these communities, building out the whole network around it and then I end up connecting with those uh, uh, influencers that are on my Dream 100 list. Yeah, that's, that's ninja, right? That's, that's smart. Yeah, so that's, and you learn all the problems because you learn the problems that they're posting to that person and then you can start solving those problems inside of your business on your page by posting out content and attracting those people in. So you learn all the problems right then and there just by connecting and, and really building real relationships. And that, that's probably the biggest thing that people can take away is marketing is relationships. And marketing is not about the numbers. I like all the software, everything that I've built is all about the people. It's not about the numbers. So when I build a piece of software that tells me what people are doing, I want to know who is doing what on what page. And I want to know everything about that person. I don't necessarily care about just the numbers. Like, I don't want to know that post got, you know, 5,000 likes and this post got 3,000 likes. I don't care. I want to know who and I want to know what they want and I want to know how I can help them. That's what I care about. That's all the software I've developed. And, and that's everything about my belief is marketing is about people. It's not necessarily just about numbers. Matt, that's a, that's a huge sentiment. And I really, really like that thought as well. And it's been very much the same for me over the last couple of months. And, uh, and my final question for you is, uh, is just one of my own personal intrigue, really. You've been on this kind of amazing journey and, and kind of created so many amazing businesses and you have the supplement company that's coming up. What's one of the next big challenges that you're facing in your business? Um, well, there, there are goals and there are challenges, uh, like uh, definitely a goal. And I just want to verbalize it because I've never said this out loud. I want to break $1 million a month. And we haven't broken that with our, our products yet in our business. We've broken it for our clients' businesses. And it's fantastic. It's a fantastic feeling to break that goal. But that's my goal. I want us to break a, a $1 million a month and I want to do it within the next six months. So it's, it's a personal goal. It's a journey. I never said it before, but I'm, I'm the type of person that uh, I believe in attracting success to me. 
and you have to put the things out to the world in order for them to come back to you. So that is a goal. I want to achieve it. Now that it's been said here on your podcast, it's going to happen. So I believe it 100%. I'm, I'm just going to tell the team, hey, guys, we have to get after it. But in terms of the challenges to get there, this is what I wanted to mention. We set the goal and then we backtrack from the challenges. So I don't necessarily just say, you know, here are the things that we need to accomplish. I set the goal first and then I work backwards from the goal. So what do we need to do in order to do that? Well, one, we have to lower our advertising like cost per sale. We need to get that down. Two, we have to spend more money in advertising. Three, we need to build our affiliates. We have to get more affiliates in because what we found in our supplement company is uh, people that are referred into the business end up spending more money and staying longer. So I said, okay, well, that's a, that's a big piece of information. We need more affiliates. So I want to build a ton of people that love our brand, love our product, love what we believe in, love what we're doing, and go out to uh, serve and, and uh, really help these people uh, with nutrition and uh, with our product line. So that is the next big goal that we have to accomplish. Each one of those pieces have to go into play and we have to create micro goals inside of those to achieve this number, achieve this goal, achieve this many customers, have you know this many customers upgrade and stay onto our subscription plan, yada, yada, yada. So we have to plan all of that out. Once we hit those numbers, then we can just put more money or more whatever thing is into it. And then you will be guaranteed to reach your goals as long as you maintain those numbers. That's the secret to growing a business is being able to have predictable numbers. And then once you do have the predictable numbers, go all in and put as much money as physically possible to achieve that goal of which you're trying to achieve. Matt, I love that so much. And uh, it's been an absolute blast to have you on the show. One final thing that I wanted to just ask is that you've got uh, an opportunity for some of our... um some of our members of the community to actually make some money alongside you, right? Would you like to share a bit more information about that? Yeah, absolutely. Our supplement product line is called Spectre Labs. So you could go to spectrelabs.com and we are building our affiliate campaign. So inside of there, you can click and sign up to become an affiliate. And I do recommend trying the product because it would really help you to uh, sell the product. But we are offering 30% commissions on anyone that refers in a customer. So if you refer in a customer, they pay $100, for example, for the product, you would get $30 paid out in cash. But not only that, we have all of our back end of our upsells and also our emails. So if anything converts them to a sale down the road, you still get paid. So if in a year or two years or three years down the road, all these people you push in come and continue buying, we will pay you 30% lifetime for anyone that you bring into our business, no matter if it's our system that upsells them or sells them via email, we will pay you 30% commission on that person that you referred in for life. So I feel like that's a, an incredible opportunity. Definitely, we're going to take down the lifetime offer soon, but I want to get, say, the first, we have probably 250 uh, affiliates now on there, but I want to get the first thousand people on that lifetime offer and uh, provide this lifetime opportunity to the first thousand people that come in. So anyone that wants to come in and jump in, it's spectrelabs.com. I'll be sure to give it to you that uh, you can put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, that's awesome, Matt. And this is a huge opportunity because obviously you're doing great things, Matt. You're only going to go upwards, upwards, upwards. And, uh, and I love all the stuff you're doing with the product as well. It's not just some product that's going to make money. It's actually making a difference, which I really like that kind of angle. So anybody in that health space, that's going to be a big win. Uh, do they just go to spectrelabs.com and, and the affiliate is really obvious or do they need to like yep. scroll down the page? It's in the top menu. I put it right up top for everyone because that's uh, it's our biggest focus. And one of the things I have been talking to our top affiliates, we've been talking about some bonuses and I'm not going to announce exactly what it is, but those people that are uh, ClickFunnels affiliates might see something maybe similar that we might be giving away. So mm. we'll see what we do for our top affiliates, but uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, that's uh, something with nice rims, I hope. So <laughs> yeah, so come on in and you know be be part of our program, and uh, that's that's the thing. I, I don't want to make money from my friends. I want to make money with my friends, and that's why I really wanted to give this huge opportunity. 
I love that. So guys, make sure you check that out. Spectre Labs, that's S-P-E-K-T-E-R-L-A-B-S.com. And we'll put a link down in the show notes as well. Matt, thanks so much for being on the show. Listen, if people want to follow along and find out more about what you're doing, and where's the best place for them to go? There's a great opportunity. Uh, connect with me up on Facebook. Uh, my name is Matt Ganzak, G-A-N-Z-A-K. Add me as a friend. I just created a new software that is going to remove all of my inactive friends. So once I do that, I'm going to go and accept all these new friend requests. And I would love to connect with you because I want to see what you're doing. I want to comment. I want to engage. I want to be part of your life and your business and your story and uh, add value to your life. So that's a great place to connect with me is right there on Facebook. I, I just built a software piece. We're pushing it out next week. That's going to remove out all the people who are inactive off of my page. So I'm really excited about that. Dude, that's going to be so valuable. And I will be the first person on the list to grab <laughs> hold of that. I love that so much. Thanks for being on the show, Matt. It's been super amazing to talk to you. I'm really excited to see what you're putting out over the next couple of years. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And hey, who knows? Maybe when you next, launch your next startup in like six weeks time, you know, and, and it does a million dollars, then we get you on the show again, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're always going to have pains and we always have to ding out of the trenches. And it's those people that uh, get through the pains that end up, you know, getting the fruit at the end. So guys, if you're in a bad spot, just keep digging because eventually you're going to get to uh, the most sweet part of your life. Oh, I love that so much. Matt, thanks for being on the show and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.